Cool. Good morning, everybody. My name is Glenn Wolf. I'm one of the pastors here at City Church, and it's so good to see everybody here today. I pray that you're safe and you're here. And uh, if you're new to our church, welcome home. We're really glad that you're with us today. Or maybe you're watching online today. Maybe you weren't able to make it today. Thanks for being with us today. City Church, can we put our hands together and just welcome all of our first-time guests and those that might be watching online. Come on. This is for you. And right up front, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge every small group leader at our church. I want to say thank you so much for serving this semester. You truly are the backbone of our church. And uh, obviously, I know that many of us are in small groups. And if you're not in a small group, you are missing out. But it's the leaders of the groups that open up their homes, decide to take on an extra commitment, and you go to coffee shops or wherever you go. And I just want to say thank you so much, small group leaders. Way to go. And if you're here and you have you just feel like maybe there's more in you and you want to serve and, and give back and lead something, I would encourage you to think about, pray about leading a small group in January. We do semesters three times a year, a year and it would be a great opportunity for you to do that. Once again, everybody's in a small group, man. You guys are awesome. You picked a great day to be here today. Uh, We are launching a new series entitled Fight, Fighting for What Matters Most in Our Relationships. And so, man, it's just going to be fun today. And we have a theme verse for this uh, that kind of struck the chord for this series. It's found in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. You don't have to turn there. I'm not going to preach from it, but it is going to be the theme verse for our series. And uh, here's the scene for Nehemiah chapter 4, all right? Uh, Let me ask you, have you ever had a goal? Have you ever had some vision in your life? Uh, Nehemiah had a goal and a vision, and that was to rebuild the walls that had been broken down in his home, in his hometown, his home city of Jerusalem. And so he has this dream, he has this goal, I think everybody can, re- can relate with that, and here's where he's at in this moment, of, in this context of Nehemiah 4. He is standing on broken rocks that once represented the strong city of his home. So he has this goal of seeing his city strong again, yet in the moment, everything's broken, literally not just around him, but under him. Uh, he, he has accusations from enemies around him to give up, to give in. Literally, if you've read the story of Nehemiah, even his own people are telling him that he needs to give up and give in. And I'm sure that inside of him, there are some doubts about this goal or dream or vision that he has. Have you ever been there? Have you ever just had a goal or a vision and yet everything seems to look more like this? What once was strong maybe, now all of a sudden isn't as strong and, and now all of a sudden doubts start to creep in. But listen to what Nehemiah, listen to what wells out of this man's spirit as he's serving God. And this is the theme for our series. Verse 14 says this, it says, don't be afraid of them. Remember God. He is great and he is awesome and fight for your families. Fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your wives, fight for your homes. Get up and fight somebody. And so that's the theme of our, of our series. And in fact, today I want to talk to you from the subject of fighting for your marriage. Fighting for your marriage. And singles, don't worry, all right? The last week of this series is all about singleness, all right? I'm actually speaking it. So don't, maybe you're a widow, maybe you're, I don't know where you're at, maybe you're just up and coming. Uh, We'll have speed dating out in the lobby, it's going to be great, all right, don't miss it. (laughs) It's going to be fun, all right. 
And, uh, but today we're going to talk about marriage. And whether you're married, about to be married, or know somebody that's married, uh, it's really important for us to get what God has for, for us today. So let's pray. Can we do that? Father, thank you, God, for this time together. Thank you, God, for your word. It truly is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. God, would you be with us today? We already sense your presence. God, I'm asking, Lord, you've already downloaded in me this message. I'm asking you to download it in us today. God, go beyond my wildest dreams on what this message could be and the impact that it could make. And I trust you for it in Jesus' name. And somebody said amen. Amen. Hey, can you put your hands together? Welcome to the stage, my beautiful bride, Natalie. What's up, girl? If you know my wife, this is so out of her comfort zone, this is ridiculous. So Absolutely. I want to say, first of all, uh, thank you for being up here. That's a real big deal. You're welcome. And second of all, thank you for marrying me. I'm really yes. glad that you did that. And so we're talking about marriage, and so I figured we might as well just talk a little bit here about us and, and a little bit of our background. I love, this is fun. This yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she's been punching me all morning, actually, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> this is our last shot at it. Um, so when did, we, uh, when did we meet? We met in sixth grade. We were 11, about 19 years ago. 19 years ago, yeah. yeah. We are that couple, by the way. We're just like, she's the only girl I've been with. I'm the only guy that she's been with. And so we always say it's boring, and we'll take it. Yes. We're okay with that? We're good with it. And Because uh, we ain't boring. Mm-mm. Okay. No. <laughs> I lost a complete train of thought right there. I just bounced <laughs> it. <laughs> and so, uh, all right, so what, what else? We are, obviously, we're married. We've and been married almost eight years this November. Yeah, this November, and so that's cool. And do you remember when uh, I proposed to you? Yes, yes. That was cool. I was cool. in pharmacy school, and yep, yeah. down in West Palm. I was at mm-hmm. City Church. I got the youth group together, and um, look at that. I wore a jacket back then. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, she said yes. And so what's funny is that I actually had the ring come out on your, fa- on your dog, which is Chipa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Chipa, like, is her dog. And this, no joke. So Chipa always hated me every time I ever came over to the house. All right? The, the, week, the week that we got engaged, Chipa died the next week. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Chipa, like, her heart could not handle <laughs> the fact that I was taking her her owner, whatever. It's a true story. True story. So, uh, so you said yes. Did you have a clue? Did you, did you know that? A we little were? bit. Yeah. All right, yeah. You, you made a big deal about this amazing date night. And I was like, Hmm, that's unlike him. <laughs> Thank you. That was very nice. Sorry. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so we got it, we got engaged and, uh, now we have two kids. Mm-hmm. What's their names? We have Ethan. He's turning three in November. Yes. And this is one of those moments where you see what happened and you're like, okay, do we do a cleanup, timeout, go crazy, or do we just roll with it and let him have a good time? So, so we roll with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was dad's doing. And then we also have a daughter. Yep. That's Karis. She's seven months. Seven months. And mm-hmm. so uh, is, do you like being married? I love it. Yes, you do. Yes. That's right. It's very good. It's the best. Very good answer. Yeah, we scripted this whole thing out. I told her exactly what to say. (laughs) And we're eating wherever she wants today. So So let let me, uh, I I know that uh, this is weird for us, but I hear that people get into these things called 
fights in marriages. Hmm. I know that would never happen, no, obviously, never, with us. Never with us. Because, no. you know, like that wouldn't take place. But I've heard that, that people get into quarrels uh, in, in, in the relationship. And so there's a lot of uh, reasons why we could be fighting in marriage today, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I'll, you know, maybe one spouse is a believer, maybe one's not, right? That can, be a, that can cause some tension within, within the marriage. Um, uh, maybe one spouse is like really committed and driven and then the other one finds themselves kind of passive. And so there's maybe some, some tensions there. And oh, Maybe uh, your spouse makes the bed while you're still in it <laughs> or never makes it at all. <laughs> like you? Like me. Okay, great. Yep, awesome. <laughs> That's right. I do make the bed even when she's still in it. It's my way of just telling her, let's go, girl. Come on. <laughs> even though she gets up before me. So. Yeah. Or, uh, or maybe a spouse loses a job, right? Mm-hmm. That, that can all of a sudden just put a lot of pressure in moments of, of our marriage or having or, a baby, uh, having a baby, right? We've experienced mm-hmm. that. And all of a sudden everything changes, right? And if, if uh, husbands, if you've uh, married somebody that's had a baby, your wife, then you know it's just different, right? And so uh, <laughs> it, it can get really challenging there. Or, or maybe you're newlywed, right? That, I mean, just being new to the whole thing can just be challenging. And, mm-hmm. um, or maybe you're, uh, you've been married forever. It's so maybe you just feel like you've kind of been there, done that, and, and uh, you find yourselves kind of bored in, in your marriage. And so that, that can just create tension. Or, or, or maybe even there's a new season, right, where, where all of a sudden you don't have kids at home anymore. That could be... Um, a challenge for, mm-hmm. for us. And I think no matter, I think we all can come in agreement that there are endless opportunities to fight in marriage. Yes. Yeah. Right. They're just endless, right? I mean, over the restaurant that you're about to go to, over who gets the remote, over what cell phone carrier you use or don't use, over whether you do Bright House, Direct TV, Dish TV, blah, 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 like whatever the thing is, they're just endless opportunities to get into fights. And here's what I wanted to get, get with you today. Here's my main thought that I want you to walk away from is don't fight in your marriage, fight for your marriage. So let me say it again. Don't fight in your marriage, fight for your marriage. I, amen. Okay, cool. Amen. This one thought, I, I, I think you could preach the rest of this sermon based off of that one thought. If, I mean, if you would just start to think about as you approach your relationship with your spouse about, you know what, I just refuse to fight in it and I'm going to start fighting for it. And if I find myself fighting in it, I'm not okay with that and I'm going to turn myself to start fighting for it. And I wanted, I brought my wife out here not only to make the stage look better, but to give us a visual. You love this way too much. You just need to chill out. Um, is that, Uppercut. is that if you don't watch it, I, I think we all can come in agreement, us included, that, that, you know, a pregnancy happens, a transition in life, whatever the thing happens, and all of a sudden we find pressure, and then we take it out on our spouse, we find ourselves fighting here, yet you know that your spouse is not the enemy, right? I mean, we know that instinctively, but then the truth is, is if we don't watch it, we will find ourselves fighting in our marriage. And I want to challenge you today to not fight in it, but instead more put your back up to one another and fight for it and put your dukes up against everything that would come your way. And that if anything, if you don't get anything else out today, man, if you don't get this is the takeaway, man. Fight. Put your dukes up. Let, let your spouse feel your butt cheeks on her, all right, dude? And let her know 
that you're fighting, that, man, you're back. Like, let her feel your back, that, man, you are with her. You got her back. She's got your back. Whatever the case, don't fight in your marriage. Fight for your marriage. Can we give my beautiful bride one more hand? She did so good. So good. And so I want to give you four reasons why you need to fight for your marriage. And if you don't have a handout, our archers are going to bring you one. But you might want to get this so that you can take this home later today. Four reasons why you need to fight for your marriage and stop fighting in your marriage. Number one is this, because you made a vow to God and to each other. I think any one of these could stand alone be a good enough reason to keep fighting. But let me be clear, spouse. You made a commitment to God and to each other. Now let me remind you today that when you stood before me or a pastor, however you got married, if you involved the church in it, then this is what happened on that day. You got before God and other people and if the bride is on one side and the groom is on the other, as you made a commitment today, or maybe you're engaged and you're about to make a commitment today, you know what you're doing. You are committing first to God that I'm going to love and be committed to this, my spouse till the day I die, and secondly to your spouse. So I want to be clear today. The reason why you need to stay in your marriage is because you said you would. We don't need 27 verses on this. It's just common sense here. It's a, there's a covenant that's made between you and God and that other individual, your wife or your husband. And I want to show you a verse found in Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 10. It's on your notes. Jesus is asked about marriage and divorce, and this is what is said. Jesus left them, let, then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him, and as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you, Jesus replied. Well, they said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and get rid of her, send her away. Jesus said it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law. But Jesus gets to the heart of marriage and the heart of divorce, and he says, but at the beginning... Let me tell you how this thing was designed. God created the male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Everybody say, one flesh. Then he even says it again, which means there's a lot of emphasis here that Jesus is wanting to make. He says, so they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, as you've heard most preachers say, what God is Join together, let no man separate. Here's the, here's the metaphor he's using here. He's saying that there's, you're here and your spouse is here and no longer when you get married are you two different people. You are now one flesh. In other words, if I am one person here today, if I ripped myself in two, I would not survive. Let me say it like this, it's not an option for me today to split my body in two. This is the metaphor that Jesus is saying about marriage, that it's not an option for you not to be together, right? I know he gives some reasons for divorce, but divorce is never a good thing. It's all, and I'll talk about it in just a little bit. 
And so let me just be clear, because you made a vow to God or one another, you said before God, let two, man, no man's going to separate. There were witnesses there. You need to stick with your marriage, put your dukes up and start fighting for it and not just fighting in it. Number two, because marriage is symbolic of our relationship with God. Maybe you've never thought about this, and for some, maybe you have. I want to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. You have it in your notes. But Ephesians 5, Paul teaches the church at Ephesus, and he dresses marriage. Every time I perform a wedding ceremony, I always speak from this passage. And this is what he says in verse 21. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In other words, it's mutual submission for the man and the woman. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. This is the first verse that every man memorizes that's married. I don't know where it's at, woman, but it's in there. (laughs) For the husband is the head of the wife. Oh, man, we love that. As Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Are you hearing the parallel between marriage and the symbolism to the relationship between Christ in his church. Verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should, should submit to their husbands in everything. And husbands, you're called to love your, li- your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Let me ask you, who's the bride in this story? The church, right? Who's the church? It's not the building, right? It's you. You're the church. Who's the groom? Jesus. Dudes, is that weird or what? Right? We're like brides. It's so weird. I'm not wearing a dress. (laughs) But the truth is, here's the symbolism, right? And so here's what I want to get with you today. When you give up on your marriage, you're breaking the symbolism and the message of hope to the world of what Jesus is doing with us. I was talking to, let me, let me make sense of it. Let me give you an example. I was talking to an individual two weeks ago that's really having a challenging time with his wife. And I said, well, you probably experience what Jesus feels with us all the time, don't you? Right? I said, I think, I think you're gonna have a level of love and, and closeness to God that other men may never know. Because I don't know about you, but aren't you thankful that our, 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 bra- our groom in Jesus is not giving up on us when we, when we turn our back on him, when we make a mistake? And do you know that when you choose to fight for your marriage, even when your spouse is acting like a dum-dum, you know you act like a dum-dum with God? Come on. And do you know that when you do that, without any words spoken, the gospel is being penetrated to, the, to everyone around you? because you're showing them the symbolism of what Jesus is doing with us. Your second reason is because marriage is symbolic to our relation, that's enough for me. Number three is this, because your kids are watching. Hey, this is enough, right, come on. I mean, our kids are watching us. And I wanna read to you a scripture found in Malachi that's gonna talk about God hating divorce. And I promise you, I'm not trying to beat people up today that are divorced or walking through a divorce, but I'm just, I just, I feel impressed that I want to share the point of this passage here because I promise you it's, it's, it's pertinent to us today. Malachi chapter two, verse 16 says, for the Lord God of Israel, our God, says that he hates divorce. 
There's no way around it. He doesn't say he disregards it. He hates divorce, for it covers one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and watch your spirit that you do not deal with this treacherously. Now, the question becomes, why does God hate divorce so much? And I, we could spend a whole message on, on that, but let me show you the rest of Malachi. So we just read from Malachi 2, but Malachi 4 is where uh, Malachi ends this book, and he ends it with this note that I, I believe shares the heart of what God is for when it comes to family and design and marriage. And he says in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, it's in your notes, he says, see, I will send the prophet Elijah to you on that great and dreadful day of the Lord's comes. He's talking about the returning of Jesus. In other words, he's talking about what he wants this thing to look like, how he's moving everything towards. And this is what verse six says. Jesus will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. God hates divorce because it rips families apart. And I'm here to tell you that, and if you've been through a divorce, you know what I'm talking about. And maybe your parents have had a divorce and there are holes in you still today that you are feeling. It hurts, it's painful, and if you think it only affects you, man or woman, you are so prideful, and it's wrong. And kids are affected, and can I tell you who else is watching? Not just your kids, my kids, our kids. We're in this thing together. And if you're here and you feel like your marriage is on the brinks of, of destruction, get counseling, put the dukes up, and start fighting for it. Give it your best shot. Make it work for your kid's sake, if not any other sake. And I can, and I tell you that your marriage is legacy. And when you work through it, you are setting your kids up for such success. This is the heart of what Malachi is saying. I mean, this is what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to return the hearts of the parents towards their, their kids. So number three, you're, because your kids are watching, you need to not give up on your on your marriage. Number four, y'all with me? Because your spouse is worth it. Because your spouse is worth it. Now, um, let, let me just, uh, I, have, I have a son and a daughter. You just saw a picture of my daughter earlier. In about 35 years, a man's gonna come to me and he's gonna <laughs> get down on one knee. No, it's not gonna be that long because uh, we're kicking her out at 18, so... A man's gonna come to me, can I tell you what? Listen to me, that dude better love my daughter till the day he dies. Cause I got some buff dudes in my church and we will beat him up, cause I won't probably. Uh, but I'm trying, I'm working out, man, but I know you can't tell. I cover up the, my, my massive muscles with this jacket. If I took it off, it like fills the whole screen, it's crazy. But that dude, that dude better Love my daughter. And can I also say the same about my son? That girl, that girl better love my son. Can I, can I, can I read you a, a, a scripture? Galatians chapter three says, basically, I, you, you have it in your notes, but this is what it says. Anybody that puts their faith in Jesus is God's kid. Your spouse is God's kid. And your spouse is somebody's daughter and somebody's son. And if Jesus is willing to die for your spouse, then why aren't you willing to fight for your spouse? And why aren't you willing to stay committed? 
Don't give up. Don't, don't do that. Don't fight in your marriage. Fight what? For your marriage. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pull out the connection card in the seat pocket in front of you. Every married couple, I want you to pull out a connection card. You just need one per couple. And I'm going to give you five fun ways to fight for your marriage. And in advance, men, as you read these, you're welcome. All right? You're just welcome. All right? But five fun ways to fight for your marriage. Number one is this. Have a weekly date night. I, uh, there's a couple in my small group, and uh, they were having some marriage challenges, and they went to counseling, and when we talked to them about, about how their marriage is better, this was their response. We said, what happened? They said, we have a date night, and we fight for it, and we don't miss it. And that one habit has changed their whole relationship. I want to encourage you today, have a date night. And a date night does not have to be a formal dinner that's expensive, blah, 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 blah. All right? Do it within your budget however it works for you. But budget it in. Calendar it in. Don't miss it. You have times to, you spend 40 hours a week, a week at work or maybe more. Man, invest in your marriage on a weekly basis. Look forward to it. Anticipate it. Know where it's at. Make sure you sleep well the night before so you have energy on your date night and your spouse doesn't get the worst of your time, right? And so whatever you got to do, I was talking to a, a, a mom of four and she said, you know, for us, it's not practical for us to have a, a date night in the formal way. We can't afford it. And also childcare and all that. And so she said that her and her husband, they have a time once all the kids go to bed once a week and that's date night for them. And it's in the house and they watch a movie and they have time set aside. They drink coffee late and they make sure that they have the best energies towards that. They look forward to that date night. I want to encourage you. This is a fun way to fight for your marriage. Have a date night. And I just, fellas, this is for me. I want to grow in this area. So I, I picked up on Amazon this book called Date Your Wife by uh, Justin Buzzard. I was going to read it this week, but we like had a hurricane or something. I don't know. So um, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I'm just telling you, this is an area for me that I really want to grow in. And how many of y'all know that we can date our, we can go on a date with our wives and still not date our wives, right? You can go on a date with your spouse, but still not be there. Get off the phone, whatever you got to do, man, just date your wife again. That's somebody's daughter, right? That's, that's, that's God's daughter, and that's God's son, and so let's step up, man. Let's have date nights, and I just, okay, enough. <laughs> let's all go on a date. Let's do it. Yeah. Number two, the second fun way to, make, to fight for your marriage is make more love to each other. Make more love to each other. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to tell you. So you had your connection card there, right? So on the, on the back of your connection card, there's five action steps for you today that you could talk over with your spouse. So if you're here and you say, I'm going to start having a date night, just check that off at the top part, all right? And then I'll, I'll talk about the make more love to each other in just a moment. And, let, let me, let me, and I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be crass or have a moment. Like, that, that's not what I'm trying to do here. In, in, all, in all seriousness, intimacy is very important to your marriage. And I think Christians should have more sex than anybody else. I just do. I, I mean, we, we, like, we serve the creator that designed it, and uh, I just more power to you, you know. Um, it is important. And, and, and I literally, I said the word love because I, I didn't just say we need to have more sex. We need, we need, there needs to be more love to each other. And, uh, and that's, that's way outside just the bedroom, right? And uh, just in every way, man, loving your spouse in every way you can. So, honey, you know, 
dudes, you're like, you better listen to this preacher, man. I just <laughs> glad I came today. I was going to stay home, but uh, bless God, I'm taking notes and I'm coming back next week, you know. Um, so, uh, so here's the action step, all right, is that, is that if you're able, physically able, uh, you, you can make the decision you're making love tonight, all right? And, uh, and uh, the thing on there says we, you will be more intimate, which was, uh, yep. Number three, <laughs> no, no need. You got all that figured out. I don't need to say anything there. Number three, get away on a yearly basis. These are just fun ways to fight for your marriage, all right? And so if you're here on your connection card, you say, you know what, I will plan out a getaway in 2017. Maybe you can't afford it right now. I totally get that. But maybe in 2017, uh, you, you can do that. And so make sure that you plan at least one getaway, maybe three to four days to invest into your marriage. Let me tell you what my wife and I do. We've always done this. And getaways don't have to be expensive. You don't have to go to Colorado or get on some big cruise ship or whatever. If you're able to do that, more power to you. But man, there's a lot of hotels in Orlando and there's some really cheap deals of some really nice hotels. And just getting away for a couple of days, very inexpensive and uh, going on a few dates with your wife and just, man, make sure that you invest into that relationship. Let me tell you what my wife and I do. We, in two weeks, we're about to spend four days together. And in the fall, we always, our vacation is a four day getaway to invest in our marriage. I've already been thinking through questions that I'm gonna ask her. We're gonna dream about 2017. It's, always, it's just a great time for us to talk about, hey, where do we wanna be? Hey, what type of parents do we feel like we are right now? What's next for us? What are things gonna look like? How could I be a better husband? I mean, we just kinda, obviously it's over four days. We have a lot of fun, but it's important to have that time. No diapers to change. You're investing into your marriage. So for us, the fall is, is mommy, daddy time. The spring is family fun. Summer is family fun. I mean, the summer, we may not even go on a date during that week. I mean, we're Nerf gunning it. We're pizza in and up. We got coffee everywhere. We're just, we're partying. We're doing whatever our kids want to do. But this weekend is for us, is for, for mom and dad. I encourage you to do that. That's a fun way, all right? Just say, hey, the pastor said to do it. I feel like I have to. Right, we have to get away and have fun together. God forbid. That would be horrible. Number four, uh, connect in a small group. We talk about this often, but I want to encourage you to connect in a small group. And I would encourage you, you don't always have to be in a married group either. Just getting around other healthy people that are God-honoring, wanting to work on themselves, it's very healthy for you. And I would encourage you every two years to go through a married small group at, at our church. I don't think you need to do it every semester, that's crazy, but every, maybe once every two years, just a little recalibration. Maybe you could lead one. You're passionate about it, that'd be important to you. So just may, maybe you want to connect, uh, check that off on the connection card. I will join a group, and uh, that would be huge. Number, number five is seek an experienced couple to learn from. Here's what I know about experienced people. Experienced people love to talk about their experiences. Isn't that true? If I talk to somebody that's really done well financially, all I have to do is just say, hey, this is how much I have in the bank, what would you do? Like, they're just on it because they got experience and they want to talk about their experiences. If, if I talk to somebody that grew up playing basketball and I, I uh, bring up to them that who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, I mean, they're just going crazy, right? Or, or if you talk to any mom that has a kid, the moment you just talk to them about their baby, it's over, right? <laughs> I can't do it again. That was as good as it got. And uh, right, whatever it is, I just experience, people love to talk about their experiences. And if you find somebody that's been married for a long time, I promise you that they would love to hear from you. So humble yourself and say, can I buy you lunch? Because my wife and I want to talk to you guys about why your, why your marriage is working so well or why it hasn't. And, and can I tell you probably nine out of 10 times they're going to pay for your meal 
Because if they're passionate about your marriage, then they're probably just going to want to invest into somebody that's caring about their marriage, right? So I just encourage you. So maybe today, you check that off on the connection card. We'll turn in the bucket in just a second. And you'd say, you know what? Yeah, I will do that. I will seek an experienced couple. I'll pray about it and see if we can find somebody that can do it. Don't fight in your marriage. Fight what? For your marriage. As we close, I just got a question for you. What would it look like if we did this? What would it look like? What would it look like if you stopped fighting in your marriage and started fighting for your marriage today? What would your, what would your marriage look like if you had a weekly date night? What would, your, what would your 2017 look like if you guys knew that three to four days out of the year, man, it's, oh, we're looking forward to it, we're investing into our marriage because a better us is a better our, our family. What would it look like if you, here to, if you were here today and you just say, you know what, I'm humbling myself and, and God, I need you to intervene on my marriage. And what would it look like? Fight for your marriage today. I know you have that connection card there. And here at City Church, one of our values is that we, we take next steps. We refuse to stay stuck. We take next steps. And if you're here and you want to take a next step in God, that connection card every week is your opportunity to do that. And maybe some marriages in the room, you're checking off all five, man. You are locked in. You're, you're working on your marriage. Or maybe you're going to check off one or two. Totally cool. Wherever you are, that's, that's awesome. Maybe you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ. You can check that off on the connection card. Or maybe you want to get baptized or take a next step on growth track. Man, I encourage you, take a next step here at City Church. And listen, singles, in three weeks... It's all about you for that Sunday. Married people, you still need to come. It's going to be good. But singles, don't worry. But I want to end this, this message right here, right now, and I want to pray for married people. And if you're here in this room and you're either married, or I'll, I will also include anybody that's engaged, all right? And also, even if your spouse isn't here, in just a moment, I want you to respond if you feel led to. But if you're here and you'd say, you know what, I don't care what every other spouse does. I don't care what every other church does. I don't care what anybody else does in this room. As for me... I'm, fi- I'm, I'm choosing today to fight for my marriage. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, that's me. I want you to stand to your feet right where you are. If that's you, stand to your feet. You say, you know, I'm fighting for my marriage. And if you're here with your spouse, come on, would you grab their hand? Come on, grab their hand. And would you just in your own words, would you just tell God? It's awesome. And right where you are, would you grab your spouse's hand if they're with you? And come on, can you just tell God, say, God, we're going to fight for our marriage. God, forgive us for fighting in our marriage. But Lord, today, we're just leaning on you today. We thank you that, God, you are fighting for us. You are with us today. And I thank you that, God, you're not just our Savior, but you're our Redeemer. And God, as we humble ourselves, Lord, you you do miracles in our lives. And we trust you for it today. Lord, I lift up every marriage to you. And God, I pray the blessing and favor of God over marriages today. I pray, God, fresh passion for marriages today. Lord, I lift up every man in this room, that God, that they would stay pure in thought and mind and heart, that God, they would awaken love towards their spouse again. Lord, I pray today that God, there would just be this, uh, every fiber in every man's being would just, man, put dukes up and start fighting for their spouse. In Jesus' name, God, and I pray for every woman here, Lord. God, I pray that 
as they hear these words, God, I pray that you would just instill them in them to be yes, their husband's greatest encourager. God, that they would just have such high esteem and respect for their husbands and be able to lift them yes, up God. in a way, yes, God. God, that as they fight together, God, they yes, would become God. more yes, unified, Lord. more towards the vision yes, and the plan God. you have for them. God, I pray you yes, would even God. now, God, as we declare that we will fight for our marriages, that you would pour out vision upon them. God, that you would put fights before them, God, that they would be able to fight together and overcome. God, and know that you, God, God Almighty, God, who is like you. God, yes. you're on our team, yes, you're on God. our side. God, and we just declare this, God, in your name, that yes, we will God. fight for our marriage in Jesus' name.